The following program is listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. From the heart of the Florida Everglades, this is the Consider His Word radio program. Today we want to encourage you to consider what God says in His Word, the Bible. I'm Pastor Arlen Payne inviting you to join us as we open the Scripture together and consider His Word. Welcome to Consider His Word. We're going to be in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 again today. This is a series we started uh, a few weeks ago, and last weekend I kind of took a break from it, but we're going to get back to it about understanding the time. So we're going to be in 1 Chronicles chapter 12. We're just going to be reading one verse, and we'll get to the scripture today as we consider His Word. I want to remind you about the website at www.considerhisword.org. A lot of things you'll find there. Again, considerhisword.org. You can go back and hear all of the messages in this series about understanding the times. There's a place there where you can contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. If you'd send us an address and call letters of where you're hearing our program today, that would be such a blessing to us. You can also email me directly at considerhiswordradio at gmail.com. Most people simply write to us, and we'd love to hear from you. Our address is Consider His Word Ministries, 30290 Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. Let me give that to you one more time. Consider His Word Ministries, 30290. Josie Billy Highway, Box 40, Clewiston, Florida, 33440. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'd like to ask you to pray for this ministry today. We're praying that we can expand the Consider His Word radio ministry, and we're going to need help. That means we need some funding. And if you'd love to help out and send us a gift, you can do that through the website or through the addresses I mentioned earlier. And we'd love to expand this program to other cities and perhaps other countries. It's interesting on the website that many people listen to the program from there. In fact, last week I got a letter from the Philippines that someone heard the program over there. So the program's going out all over the world through the internet and through the website. And you know, what a blessing that is that we have the technology to do that. And I thank God for it. Now, I want to get to the scripture today. We've been talking about understanding the times. Let me read the verse, 1 Chronicles 12. And verse 32 says, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. He said that the children of Issachar were men that had understanding of the times. So we've been talking about understanding our times. We mentioned before that we live in a time of great prosperity. I believe that 
people in America, even our poorest people, have no idea how people live in third world countries and how poor they are and how they just try to get by day by day by day. It would do everyone good to to go see, to go on a missions trip or to visit a place like that and see how much of the world really lives. Here in America, we have such great prosperity. We ought to be thanking God for it. Now, I know that we're going through some difficult times with inflation and rising gas prices. And I don't know how long this is going to go on, but I hope it stops soon and things kind of level out and uh, get, gets back to where things are a little more affordable. I, I don't know. I've never seen prices go backwards uh, when there's been inflation, but God can do anything. So that's something to pray about. We also talked how last week, how we, or a couple of weeks ago, how we live in a time of great permissiveness. You know, we we allow so many things, and and I, I don't understand now how in so many cities that people who commit crimes are just being let go. I mean, people who even shoot someone and commit murder. Now, I understand there's a system of bail and all of those things, but many of them are getting out with no bail at all. That's just not right. And so we need to pray about that as well. But we live in a time of great permissiveness. It seems like just if it, anything that happens, we just let it go and just kind of put up with it and deal with it. And today I want to mention this, that we, under in understanding the times, I, I believe here in America, we live in a time of passive Christianity. Now, there's a lot of things that I mean by that. In one sense, you know, if you go out and interview people and talk to people, many will claim to be Christian. Many will claim to uh, to believe in God, and many will claim to be Christians. The problem is that it's such a passive Christianity that if you begin to follow up, you find how shallow and how weak their Christianity really is. You ask them, do you go to church? Most would say no. If you say, do you give to your church? Most would say no. Do you serve the Lord in some way? Most would say no. We kind of tack on Christ to our lives and hope that that's enough and just go on living our life like we don't even know the Lord, really. I'll tell you, I'm thankful that we are not living in a time where we're under any great persecution. I know there's persecution in the world. And it's going on. But I'll tell you, if persecution came to the churches in America, we would see who would really hang on to the Lord and who would really follow to the Lord. You know, it's sad that even with COVID, over the last couple of years, how many churches closed their doors? Uh, Pastors that quit just can't do it anymore, can't take it anymore. We do not live under the persecution that many people see, and I'm thankful for that. But that kind of persecution would make our Christianity, I think, look a lot different. For so many, Christianity is just an add-on, and it's not a way of life. They don't walk with the Lord. They don't walk in the Lord. And again, if you ask them and say, oh, yes, I know the Lord. I said a prayer. You know, I'm afraid that Many who said the sinner prayer uh, treated it like some kind of a magic pill or something. It didn't change their lives. They did not repent of their sin. 
they just said some words. And, and sorry to say, but many who said a prayer are possibly not really saved. Now, I'd admit, I'm not the judge of that. I can't say who's saved and who's not saved. God knows. But how many people have said a prayer, and yet they have no relationship with God at all? They don't pray until they really need to. They don't, they don't attend their church. They, they don't do anything that shows that they're really saved. I saw a bumper sticker one time years ago that said, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Let me say that again. If you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? I'm afraid in a lot of cases that there may, there may not be. Let me ask you this. What are you doing to really serve the Lord? Now, I know you, you may go to church and you may sit in a pew and you may sing the songs and listen to the message and just go home. And on Monday, you can just say, well, I went to church, but it didn't change your life. You're not walking according to the principles of Scripture. You're not living the way that you know that God would want you to live. Uh, are you really serving the Lord? I was talking to someone several years ago, and he was telling me that, uh, and, and by the way, this was an attorney. He was a lawyer, and he joined the church. And almost right away, they made him a deacon. And he was fine with that. And in another month or two, they made him the chairman of the deacons, the head deacon, if you would. And so at the first meeting where he was the president, he said to the men, he said, now, men, deacons are servers in the church. We serve the church. And he went through the room and asked each one what they were doing to serve the Lord in that church. Most of them couldn't answer. And so he was telling me that he told them, okay, here's what we're going to do. Within the next 30 days, you find a place in this church where you serve the Lord, whether it's in cleaning up the church, if it's in visitation, if it's part of the worship service, if it's teaching a class, you find somewhere where you are serving the Lord. We're deacons. We should be serving in this church. So next month, by this time next month, I want you to come back and tell me what position you've taken up to serve the Lord. Well, the next month came, and they voted him out. <laughs> They dismissed him as the president of the deacons. Well, he left that church and went and found a place where people would serve the Lord. You know, here's the thing. We've got to become fully devoted followers of Jesus so that people see it, that people know it. Now, how would they know it? You know how I think most people know that you really serve the Lord is by how you treat them. Are you kind to them? Do you show God's grace? Do you show God's love? Let me ask you this. How's your prayer life? Are you talking to the Lord every day? What about your time in Scripture? Are you in the Word of God every day? Or, or do you just read the Bible kind of as it comes to your mind or just bring it to, to the church? And speaking of the church, when was the last time you invited someone to church, someone to come with you? You know, back in the 70s, and into the 80s, we relied on bus ministries in our church to bring people. 
and and that was a good thing. And I know many young people came and 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 received Christ and are now serving the Lord. But you know, you could start your own bus ministry with your car. Call someone up and someone up and say, "Would you come to church with me Sunday? I'd love for you to come." And then offer say, "I'll come pick you up, and we'll go together." I read in this statistic some time ago that 80% of the people who are asked, who are invited to church, will come. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I know many that I ask will tell me they're coming, and then they don't show up. But are you involved in serving the Lord? Or is your Christianity just passive? Maybe it's time for a, a, a repentance and renewal and rededication in your life. Find a place where you can serve the Lord, whether it's in a, in a Sunday school class, whatever it is. I, I, you can go and seek out those places. You know, it would probably shock your pastor if you went to him and said, Pastor, how can I help? How can I help you? And just volunteer and do it because you love the Lord, not because you're seeking any glory or seeking any pay for crying out loud. Just go and say, Pastor, how can I help? Where can I serve the Lord? And let people see you serving the Lord. Jesus said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hope your Christianity is more than just a passive Christianity, that it's active, and that you're actively serving and worshiping Him. Our time is gone. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Consider His Word. Consider His Word. Thanks for listening today. Like us on Facebook and visit our website at considerhisword.org. This is Pastor Arlen Payne saying, Till next time, God bless you as you consider His Word. The preceding program was listener-supported through Consider His Word Ministries.